Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our October 15th edition of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. I'm Coach Alan DeRitter, the head soccer coach for the boys at De La Salle, and also the director of coaching at Soccer Innovations of America. We always start off our show with a prayer. I think that's why we've been on the air so long. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, thank you for letting us have this show, letting us have our producer, letting us have the studio to record in so the show can be high quality. Pray that uh, we'll be able to continue our growth, and if it's your will, help the show to prosper, and help the show to continue to help these young people who work so hard uh, in their soccer programs get the recognition that they justly deserve. In Jesus' name, we pray all these things. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Y'all, tonight is a can't miss show. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking to the head coach uh, from Boshin, Chad Vadrine. He's much more than just a head coach. Uh, he's he's uh, been active in the in both the LHSAA and LSA uh, as an administrator uh, for years at different levels. Right now, he's at the vice president level, and. Um, uh, if there's anybody to go to for any kind of information, he's it. Okay, when it comes, especially the Lafayette area, and um, we're gonna we're gonna have a thorough analysis of the boys. Last week we had a really good analysis of the girls, and it was well received. And um, we'll see right now uh, who it is uh, who it is in the Lafayette area that we have to really watch out for. This has been great. Like a lot of people don't have time to read, and there's really not much written about preseason predictions like there is in football and sometimes in basketball. Uh, but here we're able to do a thorough analysis. Uh, next week we're going to be doing Homa Thibodeau, and then next week we're going to be doing North Louisiana. And, Lord, we're all raring to go. Uh, you know, high school starts in a week, and um, uh, my guys are uh, chomping at the bit to get their uniforms on and 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 to get dirty and uh uh, but we still got a week of club to go. Um, I was at the Raceland tournament this weekend and got to see a, got to see a lot of soccer. What was really good to see was a lot of youth soccer. Now, since soccer innovations was invented by us, um, a lot of other people said, "Well, why not? Why not us?" And there, so now there's so many startup clubs uh, with little eight-year-old teams and nine-year-old teams, and I think it's been it's it might not be good for the clubs, but it's good for the kids that they have so many more options now to play club soccer and not have to come up with the money that uh, some of the clubs charge. And and I, I, I'm interested to see if I if I'm you know allowed to get up to my seventies. Uh, what kind of effect uh, this latest wave is going to have on high school soccer uh, in the future? Right now, we just have to wait and see. I can tell you what I saw this weekend. A lot of intense competition. Uh, Maybe not the best coaching, uh, but definitely a lot of intense competition uh, on the fields. And so um, you don't have to go very far uh, to know that if you're going to do well in high school, you better be competitive. And there's going to be a lot of competitors coming up the ranks. Well, this 
show is not free and none of this stuff is free we have to go pay some bills but when we come back we're going to talk to chad vadrine at length and uh and when you finish listening to the show you're going to know uh who is a player and who's not in lafayette so we'll stop now for a break on monday night football and we'll see you we'll see you on the other side of the ads It's no ordinary sports show. Candid conversation. We've got it all. Must have guests. Significant Louisiana sports figures. Serious knowledge. Post-game breakdowns, trivia, historical flashbacks, and my editorials. That'll make even the most diehard sports fans go wow. From the one guy who's always in the zone. It's what happens when you've been around Louisiana sports this long. The WGNO Sports Zone, Wednesdays at 10:15. Hello, this is Coach Alan DeRitter, and I want to invite all of you to take a closer look at De La Salle High School in New Orleans. De La Salle is a dynamic, inclusive community committed to academic excellence by evidence with our classrooms of the future, and of course, our commitment to athletics is second to none. Come take a look at DeLaSalleNola.com and schedule your spend a day today. That's DeLaSalleNola.com. You can advertise your business for as little as $50. Contact us to see our rates and get your business in front of the Gulf Coast soccer community. Follow us on Twitter at MNFUTBOL, as well as Facebook, or call us at 504-577-3131. 504-577-3131. All right, welcome to your October 15th edition of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We're really happy to have on the line uh, one of the most important people in soccer in Louisiana, Coach Chaffedrine from Beauchen High School. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thank you, Alan. It's good to be on the show again. Yeah, and we've always appreciated your support. Look, um, last week we highlighted all the girls, and uh, now we want to get your expertise and see really from Division One to Division Four who are the schools to look out for uh, in the Lafayette area. Okay? So Division okay. One, who's your favorites and – and go, Mike is yours. In our area, Lafayette area, I would definitely say it's it's going to be the same, uh, the, you know, the same two culprits every year, Acadiana and Lafayette High. Um, when it comes to you know the individual players on those two teams, it'll be interesting to see because they both graduated a good bit, um, but they both have still tons of talent in the pipeline. Um, we saw both of them in summer league this uh, summer, and uh, Lafayette won the summer league again. Um, but just a uh, very talented team. I don't know if they either one of them have that star player that they usually sometimes have, you know, but very good team, just solid all around, bunch of club players, you know, all over the bench and the, uh, and the pitch whenever they're playing. So those are definitely going to be the two main ones. Um, you're okay. looking for maybe, you know, something else in Division One coming up. Uh, you know, Nish has Casey Friend as their coach. This will be his second year there after winning two state titles at St. Thomas More. Uh, I would expect them to take a, the next step this year. Um, he is also, uh, Nish has a very large uh, ESL program at their school. So he's maybe going to be able to take advantage of some of that, uh, you know, get some diamonds in the rough that maybe nobody knows about, at, uh, you know, going at Nish. Um, 
Wow. Como, I'm not quite sure on Como right now. I know they're going through coaching change again. I believe it's a, a young guy from Dynamo, and his name escapes me. That's that's coaching him right now from Dynamo and in, uh, in uh, Broussard area. Uh, you know, Como Como is getting hurt by Southside. Right. Uh, uh, so why are they still in Division One if Southside's really taking their players? Away? Well, you know, that may be something we we may see next year. We may see Como drop enough into Division Two for soccer. Uh, I don't okay. think they're going to drop enough for the rest of their sports from five A to four A. Um, but that's a big talk right now that's going on with a lot of us coaches is you know where's these dividing lines going to be for soccer divisions uh because those numbers should be released very shortly i know they were due october 1st okay um so you know we, we're going through that right now over the next couple of months for the next two years of reclass and um that will definitely affect soccer because we had a lot a lot of teams added after the last reclass yeah uh, the last division um, if you notice, the Division Three and Division Four have way more teams in Division One and Two because those teams added after, and they were placed in their proper divisions according to those numbers from that uh, reclass. So Division Four, if I'm not mistaken, had like 15 extra teams. So you know, when we redivide, that's going to change the amount of teams per division that's coming. Uh, you know, two years. Tell you what, I'm glad I put De La Salle in Division Two for the last couple of years because it looks like we'll have no choice when the next thing, uh, you know, when all those data and all that data comes in. So right, that's us too. We we like we we've been borderline. We've been either the smallest or, you know, one of the five smallest Division Two schools. Uh, we were right in the middle of four A whenever you divided when you did the classifications, but when you did the divisions, uh, most of Division Two is still five A schools. Um, you know, you got a few 4A schools that make up the bottom of it. And we were right at the border, us and Ben Franklin, always like the smallest schools in Division Two. And uh, this time, I know we would definitely be Division Three. So we're, we're definitely going to ask to play up again, uh, which we never had to use it. We did ask every time. We just ended up being Division Two, like by the skin of our teeth. But uh, we would rather play Division Two. We have our rivals already in Division Two. And, and you know, we know where we're at. And it's just yeah. it's it's a better situation for us. Yeah, definitely. I understand that. What about sulfur before we go on to division two? Well, sulfur and, and barb, you know, they made some noise last year. And, and you know, they're from the Lake Charles area, but they're they're usually lumped in together with Acadiana area because uh they're always in the same district. Um, you know, sulfur was sulfur was good last year. They had some some good players. The coach's son, I'm not quite sure if uh trevor's son was a senior or a junior that's that's one thing i'm not quite sure of but uh he was solid real real solid player in the middle and um they did well you know they you know they played that division one style from that district very physical and but yet very technical at the same time and um you know they gave us trouble bar had an outstanding keeper and i'm pretty sure he's coming back i don't know his name um but i'm pretty sure he was a junior or a sophomore last year um, they also had a few midfielders. I did talk to their coach over the summer. He said they lost quite a bit. So um, we'll see. Uh, you know, they're always they're always a tough game. You know, they, whether whether they're rebuilding or it's their year, they they give tough games to everybody in that district. So okay, good. Okay, well, let's go to District Three. Um, I heard they have this team called Boshin uh, that's pretty much favored. A division two, yeah. yeah. Um, we. You know, we like to think that this is going to be one of our years. Um, unfortunately, you look across, you know, the, the state and you've got defending champion Holy Cross that yeah, they lost a couple of attackers, but they didn't lose much. No, I not mean, they much. got everything pretty right. much coming back. And, um, you know, you got East Jefferson, who's got some most of their studs coming back. And, 
you know, I, I heard De La Salle is going to be tough this year. Um, you've got a lot of schools across Division Two. Wichita Parish didn't lose much from last year, and they were a surprise three seed uh, in the yeah. in the playoffs. Um, it, it's Division Two is always tough because it's it's teams that have a few club players that make that end up making it. You know, that end up being the, the top teams because it's not a private school dominated division. It, it's mostly public schools. Um, you do have your, your, your STMs, your De La Salle's, your uh, Holy Crosses. But besides that, it's, it's mostly public schools, you know, 5A and, and bigger 4A public schools. So you'll have some that have a lot of soccer club players. And that's usually the ones you're going to see with those handful of club players that are the top teams in Division II. Um, well, what about Cam know, Crow? <clears throat> Cam Crow has a very good little player that uh, plays for CSC, um, which is, you know, they usually have one or two. They had one last year also. Um, they should be decent. I, I can tell you the thing about Karen Crow. No matter what our records are, when we play Karen Crow, for some reason, it is the the game of the year for them. Like I, I, they will tell you that as well. They they will play us like it's the state championship every year. I guess it's kind of beginning of a a new rivalry for us because yeah. we didn't play Karen Crow that much, even though we're only separated maybe by about five miles. We're we're really close, uh, um, even though we're in different parishes. And I think that's maybe having a lot to do with the boys all know each other. You know, some of our kids actually live in Karen Crow. Uh, some of their kids actually kind of live in the Beauchamp zone. And somehow or another, they crisscrossed when they were in elementary and they stayed there through high school, you know. So it's a lot of people that know each other. Same thing with Turlings. Like um, us three kind of all share the same area of, of getting kids. And so these kids all know each other. And that's why Turlings has always been our biggest rival, them in Westminster. But Karen Crow's coming up. Just like that, and you know, they gave us a game last year. Like I tell you, that was probably the the most physical and the roughest game we played all year last year. Wow. And and we played a lot of teams, and you know, they ended up tying us four four. And it just oh, it, it took a lot out of our sales. <laughs> you know, took a lot out of our sales. We were we were rolling through January, and that put a lot of, out of us for a couple. You know, about a week we had a just a couple bad results, and we were very lucky to end up still getting the two seed. But yeah, Karen Crow's. They're well coached, and they're going to have a couple players like that. STM should be back more along the lines of what you're used to at STM this year. I think they were kind of rebuilding last year. They did lose a few players, but they have a tremendous incoming freshman class. They've got the uh, senior goalkeeper who was a two-time state uh, finals MVP, uh, and, and Landon uh, Sellers. They've yeah. uh, they've got a, a very good midfielder that's a senior, uh, Ethan Fruge. Um, there's another forward. His name escapes me, but he's coming back. I think he was a, a first team all district player. So, you know, they they've got a new coach, uh, Mark Hiller. He coaches, a, he's an assistant at UL Lafayette girls, as well as, uh, as a CSC coach. So it's going to be, STM's going to be back in the mix in that top five. I, I can guarantee you. And I'm sure Ben Franklin will be there. You know, the, the same usual suspects, uh, North shore, not North shore, Lake shore. Yeah. Uh, has a couple of their players still back. Uh, they're going to be dangerous. Um, you know, Division Two is just—it's one of those divisions. Uh, here's my here's my sleeper pick. You know, last year I, I said Terrebonne, and Terrebonne was one of them. I'm going to stay in that same district, and I'm going to say Central Lafourche because I don't think they lost anybody. I, I, I'm pretty sure they brought almost everybody back. That's that same little club team that used to be a comp two team uh, at Lafourche uh, in LSA. And they were a decent team all that time. They played together all this time, and it's pretty much the same team that's in high school. Last year, they were expected to do better, I guess, and they didn't. But, you know, they gave Holy Cross probably a, one of their hardest games in the playoffs. So 
Yeah, I saw yeah, most of their players good. this weekend at the uh, Raceland tournament, and uh, right. yeah, they are for real. They're big and strong, big, strong, and they've got some. They got a little bit of technical skill, you know. And then one other good sleeper team, and it's not really a sleeper team, but I'm sure they're going to be in the top five or six. Is Woodlawn, Woodlawn of Baton Rouge. This is a uh, this is Andrew Barnes' uh, his little team that he had, you know, through all of LSA and everything when they were younger. His uh, sons that age the senior year and i think this is going to be another you know they gave holy cross a heck of a game too and that i believe it was the quarterfinals so uh it's it's gonna be interesting to see division two well before we leave uh division two um let's look at uh sam houston and westgate do they have anything um sam houston has a new coach uh they in summer league played with this different type of fire that's also a little bit more knowledge of the game it seemed like so i would expect them to be a little bit more dangerous um last year i think they won three games which was a lot for their boys program i'm not sure if you're familiar with it they they don't yeah. usually win that many games right. so i want to say they won three four games so that helped them i would think they probably can do about the same maybe more this year um westgate yes i don't know how i even forgot about talking about westgate westgate is a team kind of on the rise um they, you know, they give us tough games every time. Uh, they just, they play very inspired soccer. They're getting better, a little bit more technical every year when you watch them play. They're more organized than I've seen them in a few years. And, you know, they gave a lot of teams fits and they, they're going to win a lot of games. That's that's the good thing about them. They, they play a schedule that they're going to win a lot of games. And then when they do play some of the tougher teams in Division Two or One or Three, they give them good games. So uh, I would expect Westgate, you know, to be a little, you know, better probably this year than last year all right great all right here we go division three has a plethora of teams in lafayette yeah. area so we really got it <laughs> yep. yeah i got a chance to see deritter's group uh if you want to say that's in the lafayette area but uh they went all the way to raceland uh, and uh, now they're going to have a, a club feeding them players so i'm just looking at deritter three or four years from now being a huge uh Lee improved uh, program what do they have this year Ritter, I'm I'm not quite sure. I know they lost the the Alexi Nava kid who was special. I mean, he was a special kid. He was in the All Star game last year uh, from the Ritter. Yeah. And um, they just if, if they're basically that that same type of team, they're hardworking. They they take it from their coach, uh, Coach Wilbur. He's just he's got them always just playing like they're gonna run through a wall, kind of like Jason does with St. Louis. You know, it just that. Very disciplined. They will run through a wall for them, and, and they just come at you high pressure all the time. They're usually going to have one or two talented kids in the middle, um, and and that's that's been them. I mean, for years, that's the same formula they've had. I know when Coach Wilbur left for a few years, the program kind of went down, but then he came back a couple years ago, and it seems like it's trending right back up in the direction it was. Okay. What about Opelousas area uh, in St. Martinville? And, uh, of course, I expect Turlings to be good. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, Turlins is probably going to be the favorite in this area for Division Three teams. Uh, between them and St. Martinville, I would say are probably the top teams in the Division Three. Um, Turlins has some real good talent. I mean, they're they're back getting that talent level they had back in the uh, you know the late two thousands when they were winning state championships for boys it's getting that talented again um jabari broussard as a forward is, is one of the most talented forwards in the state um him and uh i believe it's uh what's his name jp uh he had brothers that went to lafayette high not Gallette, the other one uh 
doggone it. I can't think of his name, but it's, it's, okay. it's, it's JP. I mean, he's got, he's one of the best midfielders when we we saw him last year we saw him you know every year we play him and then in the summer league he just seems like he's taking this next step where he's just leading the team uh from that middle that midfield position and it, you know they've got a they've got a good load defending um they've got uh, uh you got reese martin in the back at their center back very good player been a club player his whole life uh it, it, they're they're very solid. John Plumbar is their new coach. Uh, he was the assistant at ESA last year. He was a Lafayette High uh, player about five years ago. Played four years of college. Came back last year. Now he works for uh, Cajun Soccer. And like I said, he had had a year under uh, JB Brunette at uh, ESA. So he, he knows what it takes. And that's going to be a very solid team. St. Martinville, Sale, coached by Jude uh, Tozan. Uh, they're gonna. They're going to be solid. Uh, How did they get so year. good so fast? Well, they, they had a good base of of kids playing, whether they were playing uh, just rec or they were playing, you know, club ball. Uh, some, uh, a lot of them play a dynamo. You know, they have some dynamo kids, and then they do they do a great job of mixing the athletes with the uh, club players. Okay. Well, Southside is uh, officially in the district, but I thought that we were going to play a JV schedule. Well, yeah, they're only playing a JV schedule, so they're not in the district right now. Uh, and they're and they're going to end up being Division One uh, when they do officially start playing district next year. Wow. So, uh, yeah, but they're they're. Oof. Let me tell you something. That's a gold mine waiting to happen right there. They just the school is a is a palace. I mean, it is just a school that every kid is going to want to go to. So they're going to have to enforce those district lines pretty, pretty tough when it comes to Lafayette. Oh, I thought know, Lafayette was open enrollment. Like you could choose the school nope. you wanted to go to. They, they, they do have the uh, the ways you can go to other schools with their special uh, programs. Okay. Uh, you know, school of choice programs, stuff like that. But that's it. Uh, they they're supposed they're supposed to be strictly enforcing those enrollments because Karen Crow's been hurt by it. Uh, North side has been decimated by you yeah. know people going to different districts uh and como is getting really hurt by it now so and lafayette and acadiana in the meantime are overcrowded very yeah. big time overcrowded so they were supposed to make this school it was gonna you know change all the the districts around which they did and it's supposed to you know even it out but it doesn't seem like it's working the way they wanted it to because it seems like como is getting the biggest hit from all this where it was supposed to be a little bit here and there from every school um, so we'll see. I, I, you got to believe there's a lot of kids. They're going to go see that palace of a school and, you know, like, man, they're going to want to go there. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a beautiful facility. Uh, you know, it, it's got a lot of club players already. Uh, a lot of CSC and Dynamo kids already go there. Um, so when they, when they're going to get their 12th grade next year and, and start LHSA, they're just going to, they're going to hit the ground running. I'm not saying they're going to be Lafayette high, Katie Anna right off the top, but they're gonna be good. They're gonna they're gonna hold their own and be a playoff team. I would expect that very first year. Awesome. Uh, Cecilia and Brobridge. Cecilia's a very good little squad. They're uh, coached by Lane uh, Woodall, who's Mike Woodall, Karen Crow's son. He's oh. uh, he's done a really good job with them. Uh, they are gonna miss their goalkeeper from last year, who honestly I thought was one of the best goalkeepers in the state. Lane was a goalkeeper by trade when he played at CSC and. Uh, and uh, Karen Crow, and he did a really good job of training this kid. That I mean, he was lights out. Uh, he would stop everything. Very athletic, and uh, they, they're just they're a very good team. They play organized, real organized, and got some really good athletes. Some of the kids play club, I guess. A bunch of them all played rec. So City has a really good rec program. 
that runs uh, I never knew I <laughs> early years of high school. It's been there forever, and wow. they only play. I want to say they only play in the fall because the spring is a real big baseball in Cecilia. Um, but they they've they've done a good job with that rec program for years, and that's that's what led them to get the uh, high school program. And uh, you know, they like I said, they've done a good job with it. They're going to be a tough game for anybody this year, like they were last year. Uh, they won a lot of games last year. Uh, did a really good job. Uh, who was the other team? You Bro said Bridge. Brobridge. Brobridge. I've heard conflicting reports on Brobridge if they're even going to still have a team or not. Um, oh wow! Yeah, they did JV last year, co-ed, and they were a varsity, but they were basically a JV. You know, if you know what I mean. They, yeah, yeah, they yeah. did play a varsity schedule, and uh, they struggled. They struggled bad, and uh, they do have both of those schools. The funny thing you mentioned is they both just got turf from St. Martin Parish at their stadiums. Uh, the big funny thing about it is the the one of those two schools that has a really good soccer program going is Cecilia. They did not put the soccer lines on the turf. <laughs> and the other school, which we don't know if they're having a soccer program, did put the soccer lines on the turf. So <laughs> oh it's a my. big deal with the school board over there. The The soccer program is trying to get them to add the soccer lines oh my. and offering to even pay for it. So, yeah, it's one of those things where I have a feeling an, an old school style AD just kind of, you know, don't want no soccer lines on his football field instead no of thinking of it as it's the, <laughs> it's the uh, parish that paid for this, you know, so. <laughs> Uh, it's one of those things and it's going on right now. There's been a lot of soccer community around here who's come on and helped support Cecilia's effort, you know, so that, that's good to see, you know, anytime there's a problem, the soccer community comes together like that. And, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's just a little side story with Cecilia yeah. and Brobridge. Believe me. I mean, JT Curtis, uh, he, he, there will never be a soccer team at John Curtis high school as long as right. he's breathing. All right. Yep. He's scared of it. Anyway, uh, on District 3, Abbeville, Erath, Kaplan, and North Vermilion. I don't know anything about any of these teams. Uh, is there anything, to, anything, anybody of note there? Well, I'd, I'd say of those, you definitely got to look at North Vermilion, number one. Um, North Vermilion's got a new coach again this year. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a staff coach at Dynamo, and they've got a couple – really good players i mean uh hunter hewland is gonna be one of those kids you may hear a lot about this year scoring goals because he's lightning quick with his pace uh he's been playing club ball for a long time he's also i think if i'm not mistaken one of the leading receivers in football in this area so uh he's he's just one of those kids that's an all-around athlete soccer is probably his best sport and somebody to watch from north of a million they've got a few other club players just spotted along that team and, and like they're another team that does a great job of just putting athletes where it needs to go to fill in the dots and okay and they, they, so can they compete with st louis who's in their district you know that's a good question um you know you would say no but i think so i think that's st louis's toughest by far their toughest game in their district and i'm sure jason will tell you that as well Okay. Um, whether they can actually beat them, I, I'm not sure. It's going to depend on how they come together, what they're running, you know, because they, they kind of got really unorganized last year. Um, after having the same coach for about 10 years, they had a different coach last year, and it kind of fell apart a little bit. You know what I mean? They had a lot of injuries and, and things happened, but I would expect them to come back better this year. Okay. Uh, so you said E-Rat? Yeah, E-Rat Abbeville, e -Rat. Well, Of course, I grew up saying E-Rat. You know, I'm right. from New Iberia. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, e -Rat, uh, they, they should be solid. They're always solid. You know, you've got the same coach at least for 12 years that I know of. Um, uh, you've got 
Abbeville, I haven't seen them in a couple years, to be honest with you, but they did have some great results last year. I've heard they're they're getting a little tougher, you know. They they've got some better players than they used to have. I when I think of Abbeville, I think of when they used to be in our district a while back, and it was just one of those you know games where you go and get it over with and go home. Right. But right. They've been they've been doing solid, you know, and and if I'm not mistaken, they've beaten North Vermillion once over the last couple of years. Maybe they've beaten a few teams in that district they shouldn't have, and so they're they're moving up. You know, that whole Vermillion Parish area. I mean, I didn't even realize Vermillion Catholic had soccer and, and they're in division four i believe but yes they've got kaplan uh, uh there's a lot of schools adding soccer all in that area and that's good to see okay and that's a good lead-in for division four so yeah they do have a they do have a team and um who do you think the top division four team in the lafayette area is oh there's no doubt the top one in the state is uh is a uh, Episcopal school of acadiana I mean, now, just... now i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna brag on you 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 predicted that five years ago on this show that they were going to be lights out one of the best teams in the state on all divisions and you know they just slowly got there but boy what a show they put on in the state championship last it's, year it's it's just been coming alan they, those kids went there as seventh graders and some of them some of them had been there some of them came in as sixth graders seventh graders uh you had daniel underwood was there for a while coaching and then when they they got another coach in between him and then when jb got there it just like man it escalated into something serious if you know what i mean right, it's right. Just, you know they always they, they had good squad good build up daniel did a good job of building the program back up and then next thing you know you've just got this powerhouse in the making you know, the only thing that hurts them is they don't have a lot of numbers. You know, maybe they only have 16, 17 kids total. But those 16, 17 kids are all club players. Yeah, they Every are single players. one of them is a not just a club player, a, a, comp a good one, one. Yeah. Division one club player. You right. know, and it's, right. it's, it's, you see the freshman come on and you're like, oh, he's a freshman. But, geez, the freshman is just as good as a senior when it comes to maintaining ball control. You know, great touch, uh, great knowledge of the game and awareness. The tactics are just outstanding. It's it's dangerous, and then then you throw in a person like Parrish, <laughs> like I mean that was all they were missing about three four years ago, and when Parrish transferred, sat his year. I, I mean, I knew last year it was going to be lights out for anybody that went against them, and sure enough, nobody beat them. I mean, it's just one of those things that when you throw in a, a tremendous goal scorer like that with a team that can possess it all game, you, you've got the making of something special and. It was something special to watch last year. I'd expect more of the same. They lost some players, yes, but it's the same formula. Same type of players are all around the park for them, and you still got that dangerous, super dangerous forward up top. I mean, it's, it's going to be the same thing. Yeah, I forced my kids to have to watch that game because just, you know, the soccer IQ of that team is off the scale. And right. uh, the runs that they make, uh, the, the awareness of the field, uh, to beat them, you have to be on your A game, I think. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's almost it's like watching a St. Paul's but playing in Division Four. You know what I mean? And yeah, the only yeah. difference is that ESA doesn't have a lot of depth, so those kids stay on the field the entire game. You know, they they're in tremendous fitness and everything else as well. Where you know St. Paul's, they're just rolling another you know another eleven at you every five minutes. So it's like that's the only difference. But it's that type. I mean, it's just that that fast everything that you know that the great technical ability great tactic awareness it's, it's it's really fun to watch all right so who's got a chance to be the district runner-up in district three 
Ascension, Lafayette Christian, Notre Dame, Opelousas Catholic, Westminster. I've enjoyed watching them grow throughout the years. And of course, yeah, Westminster. Westminster's organized. They're always going to be solid. It's just the school has had a, a very big, you know, exit going on. Uh, a lot of kids went to LCA, Ascension, ESA, Opelousas Catholic, even Beauchamp. We even ended up with a few of them a couple years ago. Um, it's, uh, I don't know what's going on. It's just, I don't, they don't have the talent like they used to have. And, uh, they're going to be well coached. They're going to have a, a, you know, a, a couple kids that is going to stand out, but I don't know if they have a full 11 that stand out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think they can be able to feel that now they are in division four, but they're not going to be able to touch ESA. Um, they, they may be the second best team in that district. You have Ascension as well coached. Uh, I'm not quite sure what kind of players, they have uh, – who else is in that district? Is David Thibodeau in that district? No, I don't see them. No. Um, but Vermillion Catholic, huh? yeah, is. I don't know. Um, what da- yeah, we talked about David Thibodeau last week for the girls. Uh, they're in District 4 in Division 3. So right. they're they, with Turlings. They, they're building up a little bit of a, uh, a roster. I mean, it's not talented. They're not super talented, but they've got some talent coming in, some club talent. And uh, it, that's one of those schools a lot of kids want to go to. It's you know it's the STEM school of Lafayette Parish, so uh, they get a lot of super smart kids over there, and a lot of good soccer players end up going. And I would expect them to be a little better this year in that that Division Three, um, Division Four. I mean, you got ESA. Oh, Catholic New Iberia. Yes. That's, what about that's the them? same district? Yeah, that's definitely going to be the toughest game for ESA. Okay. Um, they, they've got some really good players, well coached. Right, they've been trying. They've just been knocking at the door, knocking at the door, but they just can't get it get it open. You know, they've right. had a different path than ESA. You know, and uh, it'd be nice to see them make them run. I've given them a clinic or two, but uh, but you really got to start from the bottom up. And ESA is kind of like the textbook of how to do it right. You know, in order. To- I wouldn't put it past though the coach of Catholic to you know have a good tactical game plan. He's very defensive minded. He was a defender back in England, so. He he. When it comes to defending, he can his team can defend with the best of them. So that's one you, you'd you'd watch. You know, there's a way to kind of play at school like ESA tactically. You'll see you'll see Catholic probably pull that part off. It's just if they can actually you know outscore them, and that'd be the one thing. Okay, and uh, uh, what what about Opelousas Catholic? Anything? Catholic has a few good players. Um, they just right now I don't think they even have a coach. They're, oh, they've right. got a parent that's kind of running everything to to keep it going. Uh, they had a coach they thought hard, then he he chose a different job type thing. So if there's any coaches out there? That's a it's a little program. It's a Division Four school. They've always got a feeder. They're, they they've got their own elementary there, and they play soccer up until seventh grade for sure. Um, and you can keep it going till eighth grade if you have the right coach there for soccer that can, you know, keep an eighth grade team going, put them in the little league in Lafayette area. And it's, it's got its own, like I said, it's its own feeder. It's always got good athletes. I don't know if y'all remember, I was Catholic used to be a powerhouse, but you know, in the mid two thousands, they, they even beat St. Louis for a district title one time. Um, you know, they were getting to the quarterfinals every year in the old division three. It, it's just, it's, it can be done. It's the type of school that has that type of talent and can be done. It just needs, Needs a little love and attention, you know. So, uh, as for this year, they're gonna probably be what they always are. They're gonna win a few games. They got some talented players. They just don't have it across the board. All right, and uh, so all divisions. Okay, who's the best team in the Lafayette area? Oh, ESA. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's not even close. <laughs> okay, I mean, okay. I'm sure Acadiana Lafayette will be mad at me for saying that. I okay. Mean, yeah, you know, Lafayette would probably give him a game. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people want to see that last year. Um, maybe we'll see it in a tournament this year somewhere. I don't know if they scheduled each other. But it would, we'd love to see it. Acadiana versus CSA or Lafayette versus CSA. Um, that'd be a nice game to watch. It really would be. Well, Chad, I really appreciate all you do for soccer uh, and uh, and you and your support of the show. And uh and really, uh, if ever you want to have a, a voice and and talk about things, you know, we always welcome you on the, the show, and uh, and uh, you're always a welcome guest. No problem. I appreciate it. Maybe in a few weeks we can run over a preseason poll when it comes out. Yeah, and, and uh, keep our top ten stuff going. I would love to yep. do that. Okay. That'll work. All right. All right. Well, Thanks, Coach, Alan. have a great night. God bless you. you too. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, that was Coach Chad Vadreen, who ought to have his own radio show. And uh, uh, he's very outspoken, but he's very qualified to speak. Okay, he knows what he's talking about. He's been there. He's done that. And uh, he's active in both club and high school soccer. And we're really blessed to have him on the show. And y'all heard it. Y'all, I'll tell you what. um, I didn't get a chance to schedule Episcopal School of Acadiana. I would really like to. I guarantee you this. If they're in any of the tournaments that I'm in, my team is going to sit and watch them play. Okay? Uh, uh, they're doing it the right way. If you got an opportunity to see them play, go ahead. And uh, and I'm telling you, I, I've had to deal with a – I was coach, head coach at Brother Martin when we beat Acadiana, won nothing for the state championship. Had to beat Lafayette to get to the state championship in 2000. Uh, Lafayette Acadiana is always going to be strong. My favorite state championship of all time was the Lafayette Acadiana state championship I mentioned last week, and uh, I'll never forget that. Way back in the 80s, before a lot of y'all are listening, were even born. Anyway, um, <laughs> that, that's neither here nor there. Okay, and that, that's going to do it for this week. Now, next week, we're going to go down to Bayou and really down the river. Okay, the river parishes in the uh, in the home of Terrebonne area. We're going to try to get a couple uh, qualified people to come up and um, let us know what's going on down there. I was in Raceland this weekend and got a chance to see a lot of teams from Thibodeau, Homa, and, and um, Raceland area, and they look strong. And, uh, and that's just one thing good about our sport. Instead of having eight state champions for the boys and eight state champions for the girls, you know, we're going to have four. And, and, and to win one of those is going to be a special deal. You don't just walk out and win one of these because uh, each area now is strong. And uh, North Louisiana, don't think I've forgotten about you. We're going to probably go your direction two weeks from now. So, y'all, we're, we're cranked up and ready to go. Next week when we get on the show, high school officially can start training. So um, it's it's right around the corner. I get my first last week of club soccer for my older kids. Of course, club soccer never ends with the younger kids. And, and uh, coaching two practices a day is kind of taxing, but – that, that's what you got to do these days, you know. Anyhow, uh, if you want to get on the show, if you want to uh, speak for the home of Thibodeau area even, I've got some speakers lined up, but I can always use some more. All right. Remember, you can always get in touch with us at our Twitter feed at, at MNFUTBOL. You can get in touch with us on our Facebook feed at Monday Night Football, okay, or at MNFUTBOL again. Uh, you can uh, – Message me on LA Prep Soccer. I'm A. DeRitter. Really hard to not know that. 
Uh, or you can call and you can uh, you can you can leave an audio message if you want to have it played on the air. And if it's appropriate, I'll be glad to play it on the air. It's a uh, 504-577-3131. 504-577-3131. Or you can give us your audio take on Facebook uh on Facebook Messenger. Also want to add this. Uh, all of you who have an open houses, this would be a good show for you to advertise on. Now, during the De La Salle open house, we're going to do a Facebook Live broadcast uh, uh, during the show. I mean, during the open house for the, for three hours. That would be a good opportunity for us to really uh, have a lot of give and take um, and people putting their opinions on and maybe arguing a little bit and disagreeing with each other a little bit. I'm going to be talking about that show in a few weeks. Uh, it's going to be in November. Let's get through October 1st. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, I wish you the best in Carpe Diem in Christ for you and your family. And uh, always remember that all things are possible in Christ. This is Coach Alan DeRitter signing off. <laughs>